Welcome to episode 18 of the Scout Trailblazers podcast. And with me this week is Kevin Joseph from the Tart series of books. And the latest one, Tart Soul Searchers number one, just came out from Scout this past Wednesday. How are you doing, Kevin? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. It's good to talk with you again. You and I have talked previously in, uh, in different circumstances about Tart. But in case somebody doesn't know what Tart is all about, why don't you describe what the book is, is all about? Well, we talk about Tart as sort of a supernatural quantum leap. We've got a lead character, Tart Acid, who wakes up on missions without any idea where she is or when in time she is. But she knows that there's a demon causing trouble and it's up to her to stop it. Are there several different tarts or are there, how are the tart related characters? Who are the members of the Tartiverse, I guess? <laughs> the Tartiverse. We call it, we call it our toxic uh, universe, but I do like the Tartiverse. Um, tart is the newest agent of a group that call themselves the toxic fruit. So her boss is Cherry Macabre and she's done some work alongside Lemon Lamorgue and Gloom Tangerine. And actually, this uh, latest installment, the one shot, shows both Gloom and Lemon on adventures as well as Tart. So we kind of get to see how the three different ladies approach uh, going after demons in their own way. And the current book, The Soul Searchers, number one, that one kind of it, it jumps from one character to another as their adventures progress, as I understand it. Yes. If you if you happen to have read Tart Season 1, there's an adventure where the three girls are um, out in the ocean together and as wackiness ensues as it's supposed to in a comic book. But in this case, um, there's actually four adventures. We get to see Tart on two and Lemon and Gloom get to go on their own. So there are four solo adventures uh, with three different toxic fruit going on them. Very cool, very cool. So now, how long have you been doing Tart? Because you and I have been talking for several years about this character. It's, I'm glad that Scout picked it up. I'm real thrilled with that. But, <laughs> you're, you're talking to the greatest fan of Scout picking up Tart, by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm happier than anybody. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure that's great. But when did you actually start making Tart stories? Oh, gosh. I think that we started working on it as far back as maybe 2012, although we didn't get into it in earnest until about 2013 or 2014. Um, but I don't I don't know if uh, anybody's out there trying to start their uh, comic book adventure. But uh, what I've learned is start with a four page short or an eight page short or at the most a one shot. Don't decide to create a 42 page uh, I'm sorry, a 42-issue ser maxi-series like I did, because it takes a lot longer than you expect. But we're halfway through, and um, it's growing, and we're still enjoying it. So I made a mistake doing it that long, but it's turned out okay for me. I just don't recommend anyone else do it. Now, how many pages are in uh, Tart Soul Searchers number one? This is a 48-page um, story. Um, this, this particular one is 48 pages. Wow. Okay. So that's, uh, that's good. Now, uh, I, I want to get into the book, but when is the next book going to come out? Do you have any idea? Yes. This year we did Tart season one as part of the nonstop. So you got an issue one, Tart number one, and then you got the trade paperback. And, uh, uh, let's let's just put it this way. Throughout the pandemic, um, I've been incredibly lucky, and this is not a complaint uh, because if this is the worst thing that happened to you during a worldwide pandemic, you're incredibly lucky. 
Issue one came out in February and the trade paperback was in previews right as Diamond shut down and all the comic shops shut down. So in order to try to build on our audience for Tarte Season 2, we've decided to release them as three one-shots every three months. So Soul Searchers is out right now. And next month in previews, you're going to be able to order Tarte Toxic Origins, which is where we kind of finally reveal all of, not all of the secrets, but a, a, a lot of the secrets of our series. Mm-hmm. And then oh. there's going to be another one at the end of the year, um, which we haven't quite titled yet, but it's, I, you know, going by right now as devils, demons, and demagogues. <laughs> okay. That's going to be fun. I, I, I love the concept. Of course, I, you and I have talked before, and I've always mentioned the fact that uh, I like a strong female lead and you have, Several strong female leads in, in the tart, in what I call the tartarverse anyway. That's fine. And, and it's, I'm always fascinated, you know, with, with female characters because I just don't think we know enough or we haven't explored enough the female lead characters. But you were one of the first people I know that, because you've been at this a while, that really developed really powerful female lead characters. And I, I've always thought that was a wonderful thing, the way that you were doing it. Back in the dark ages, you know, before, <laughs> before everybody started doing it, because now you look around, almost everybody's doing strong female leads. But you were one of the earliest ones that I came across that really made a strong female lead character that I really appreciated and wanted to see more of. So I, you know, I, I want to give you credit for that because you were one of the earliest. If not the year, at least. I, thank you. I think um, a lot of that credit has to go to Ludovic Saleh because when I came in on this uh, project, he had already done a lot of work. And uh, the concept of these agents all being young females already existed. So what I did with Ludo and, and another friend is kind of dig in deep on, okay, so why would this be? And if this is, what would these people be like? And a lot of fun, and this is a tiny bit of spoilers, but um, all of our agents are the souls of murdered humans. So we get to kind of find their personalities based on when and where they actually live. Tart Acid is an American of our age range. You know, she could have died in the 90s and the 2000s as, a, as an 18-year-old. But Gloom Tangerine was killed in Russia on a farm in Russia in 1908. So the way the two of them look at the world and look at death and look at suffering is through incredibly different lenses. So it's kind of a a fun, a fun writer thing to do to be like, okay, so how would a woman look at death if, you know, she was brought up on a Russian farm and she's the fifth child and only knew one of her siblings. Now she's going to look at it differently than Tart, who was grew up in a relatively safe place where every life is sacred and to be, appreciated. So that's kind of the fun that I, I get to have with the different characters. Mm-hmm. They each have their own way of looking at the same circumstance, mm-hmm. which I like. I think that's kind of fun. Now, in this book, well, you know, first of all, I, I do want to encourage you, buy the, the previous stories, because they will help you kind of get more out of the current book. But I think the current book, you don't necessarily have to have it the way that's written. I mean, what do you think? Is this, is it better to have read the previous stuff or is it kind of required reading? What do you think? We always try to make sure that there is a digestible story that can be enjoyed. 
Um, I would definitely prefer people to have read the first seven issues, which is Tart Season 1, but I, it's not necessary, although the introductions of the characters of, you know, Gloom Tangerine and, and Lemon Lamorgue is, is in, in that, those first seven issues, and we kind of hit the ground running. Uh, but I, I think you could read this, and if you're intrigued, then go back to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a commercial for the previous books. Yes, yes. Uh, isn't it always though? <laughs> <laughs> That's great because well, it, it, it the way that this is told, and I really enjoy the fact that it jumps from character to character, you know, back and forth, and it, something goes on, and then suddenly we move to a different one, and we see what's going on there, and uh, there's interludes even with other, some of the other characters going on. So it's all kinds of uh, stuff going on. Now, is is it true that Ludovic, uh, is, is it Saleh? Is that how you pronounce his last yeah, name? Yes, Saleh is, is very close, and it's as close as I've gotten. He tells me I'm close enough when I say Saleh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got an accent over the E, that's yes, why. Yes, yes. That. But anyway, th- does he do the all the art? Because he's using different art styles, if he, he is. He did every panel in Tart Soul Searchers. And yes, there are at least three different styles to the four stories. That must be fun for him to be able to do different art styles. He is a beast and he has always done this. Um, You know, he, he drew Tart issue one and then issue two, I send him the script and it's in a frozen tundra. And he just sent me an email back asking me if he could paint it. You know, I'm like, who, of course you can paint it any, anytime you want to paint our comic, but go for it. But he just finds the tone and the time period and he adjusts his art style for it. So of, of the issues we put out, only one single issue wasn't done by him. Carl Moline came in and pinch hit for us on one issue and Tart season one. And, uh, but other than that, it's all, all Luda. It's, it's an amazing, amazing stuff. I, really enjoy it now the the trick with this book is for us to discuss it without spoiling stuff yes that is there, that, that is tricky because it is the fun of i think it's the fun of it because we write it as a mystery so we we let's 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 do our best <laughs> i i've had one book where all i could discuss was the first page and even then i had we, we didn't want to talk about too much about it so I, i'm i'm getting good at this kind of thing okay so what we'll do is there's there are surprises is a good way to say this along the way some big surprises <laughs> um each storyline seems to have at least one major surprise in it which oh. i think is good that, that is is that when you write this is that kind of the way you approach this Um, I think that we have an outline for the entire series. And so I know where we want to do what we want to do to get the series from, let's say, point, you know, J to K or, or, you know, L to M or whatever you want to do. And then how can I make it fun for Ludovic to draw? Okay, so we've got that. And now what can we do that can... um, make either something that was earlier in the outline or later in the outline payoff. So that goes into it. And then, you know, like, yes, what, what little twist can we find in the story that either has never been done before, which is extremely difficult, or at least is this, the path less taken um, a little bit. I wouldn't say I'm as clever as many writers out there that I'm trying to emulate, but I'm, trying to emulate very clever writers. 
Well, I really enjoy to hear again. I'm, uh, I'd love to spoil this stuff, but I don't. I don't want to. I want people to read it and really get the enjoyment out of it that I did. But in the initial part, I mean, it's not much to say that there is a creature that uh, Tart is after, and we pretty quickly see that it's a creature that uh, uh, is mysterious. Maybe that's the thing to say. I, that, yes, I, I, I. Tart is as surprised by the creature as the reader is. That's that's the fun part of that. Yeah, it's very good. It's it, it's really kind of cool how, and I have to say, well, I've got to ask though, as far as like the development of the visuals of the creature, how much do you give Ludwig to to go with? Do you have a, an idea what it want it to really look like, or does he have input in? How do you guys come up with the creatures? In 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 this case, the first creature that she fights, um, it was my idea to have it. Um, have that surprise be in there. Um, let's, let's say it that way. Um, but the creature in Lemon Lemorgue story, which is the more war torn, war torn region story. Um, that one, I just kind of gave it like, I want it to be small and fast and I want it to be able to hold things. And Ludo kind of went off in his own, own way a lot of a lot of these i'll tell them we need the demon to be able to do this and i've emulated it based on maybe this predator in nature or this particular idea in um, mythology and then he just goes nuts and i get these wonderful emails with nine different takes on it and the problem with that is all nine are good so like i don't i don't ever really um, it's very difficult to choose what he's put because he doesn't give me like six bad ones and two good ones it's always eight really good ones and so i'm like all right these three are probably my favorite but whatever you want to draw just draw oh i want to spoil so much i I, (laughs) I gotta stop saying that because as i as i look through the book there are multiple challenges shall we say for uh, tart and she <laughs> she not only does she get surprised, but she surprises the things that that she's encountering. Right, right. Shall we say? Which I, I like that. I, I like that everybody is surprised. Nobody really knows exactly what's happening, and <laughs> there's historical things going on as well, which I enjoy. Well, you know, that's a blast for me as a um, a wannabe history nerd. Um, I get to kind of go back to these kind of cool mysteries of history and kind of think, well, if demons did exist and were mucking around with things, what type of a demon could fit here, here, or here? And and that's that's a lot of fun because I get to do my little four hours of research, which is, you know, not not a tremendous amount, but enough to kind of like get a feel for it. And then I get to, you know, do crazy make them ups around it. So that's where I get my fun as a writer, all the historic mysteries. Now, one of the little creative things that I enjoy is when Tart is talking with us or, or reflecting in time, there's always that little Tart symbol on the on the little boxes where her text are. And she also wears a little, that same little Tart symbol mm-hmm. on her clothes and stuff like that. Uh, I always enjoy that because, you know, somebody wears food 
<laughs> as a symbol. I always get a huge kick. And, and, and maybe this is a good time to ask, why is she called Tart? Is that a name that she chose? Is somebody calling her that? Is that why she gets the name? How does that happen? Well, when agents are recruited into the toxic uh, fruit organization, they do choose their own code names. So Tart Acid shows her own. Um, that is the in-universe in canon answer. The out-of-universe canon answer is Ludo had a character named Hell Strawberry when we first met that he was writing. And I had an idea for the adventure that, you know, winds up being Tart number one. And I sent him a script saying, I don't know if this is a Hell Strawberry story or a new character. And I just thought of like different desserts. And I said, we'll just call her Tart for now. And we'll come up with a better name later. And he wrote me back, Tart's fine. Let's give her a last name like Tart Acid. So it was it was simply that easy how she got her name outside of canon. But in canon, she thought about it and gave it to herself. Well, now what about the little Tart symbol, though? I mean, does that – I think it's really cool that when she talks or when she's self-reflecting or talking with us – I don't think she's talking with us. She's talking with herself. And that little Tart symbol shows up. Did, it Was that something – you guys created together? Was that something that uh, that Ludwig came up with? How did you do that? I think that mostly comes from DC Hopkins, our letterer. He's done a lot of work for uh, DC and, and some Dark Horse and I think Image Books, but I know DC and Dark Horse. And when they do narration for the bigger companies, there's a symbol for like, you know, there'd be an S for Superman or the bat symbol for Batman so that you can tell who's narrating. Mm-hmm. And um, we we had a couple issues where we had multiple narrators. And when that happened, we decided to make sure people knew Tart is talking or Lemon is talking or, talking or Cherry. And, you know, we've got the little fruit symbols for everybody else. So we decided to use the logo that Ludo created for Tart, which is the little, you know, Tart slash cupcake symbol. Yeah, which is really kind of fun. Yeah. Now, I'm also curious as to why this issue is called Soul Searchers. Was there a reason why you called it Soul Searchers? Uh, yes. Um, it has to do with the stories. Something you don't want to spoil. Yeah, I th- there's two different meanings, uh, and the meaning outside of it is, you know, like there's a lot of thinking about uh, yourself as these three women go on their adventures, and they kind of tell things about themselves in their narration. And then there's a second one that's for uh, the, I think you should read it for your own, for your own edification on the, the second meaning. Okay. All right. More than that, we don't want to don't wanna spoil stuff. So I, I, I really enjoyed the way that, uh, that you jumped from the different characters in their different stories and stuff. Was that the way you originally scripted it? Was that, did you work with, I, I, I'm interested in how you guys work together, obviously. And, and I'm just, when you jump back and forth between the different kinds of stories, you know, obviously there's pacing involved. So a certain something happens in the one, like in Tart story, and then you move to, uh, uh, to the other ones. And, and is there a reason for that? I mean, how did you work that out as far as uh, when you made changes and, and why you did them? Okay. So there's four adventures in soul searchers. There's a, a tart adventure that is told in about 12 pages. And that is one unit without any, any intersection with any other characters. And then there's another 12 page gloom tangerine section. 
And because the Gloom Tangerine story was much more centered on humor, Ludo chose a very animated Saturday morning cartoon look to that artwork. So we didn't want to mix those two stories and have the art so much different. So we told those as almost two chapters. But the art on the second Tart story and the Lemon Lamorque story is is much more similar. Mm-hmm. And we decided to put those together. And I was able to find many cliffhangers within each adventure mm-hmm. to hopefully heighten the tension of reading those two stories. That was the that was our effort to make sure that there were little cliffhangers and we could kind of pop here and there. And hopefully you've forgotten what lemon's doing when you, when you get back to it and same for tart. Mm-hmm. Really cool. I, I really enjoyed the way it was told. Just great, great stuff. And I'm always, as I, as you and I have always talked about uh, the strong female leads always fascinate me. Where do you get your inspiration for the characters and, you know, the differences between them? Because, you know, as I have often said, the, the, the males, I, I know very well. I mean, males are often, you know, the, the evil scientist or they're the football player or, you know, we've got all these sort of standards. But when it comes to the female characters, I don't have that kind of preconceived notion when I come to them. So how do you approach them? I mean, like Tart versus the other females and stuff like that. And you make them with very you know, unique and different personalities, which is something I really enjoy about it. But where do you get your inspiration from as far as how they act differently from each other? Yeah. um, You know, a little bit is the time period that they would have come from. And there is something about seeing how Ludo draws each character. He brings a personality to the artwork that, I then amplify in the next thing I write that he amplifies in the artwork. So Gloom Tangerine was not as comic of a character when she was first brought to me because Ludo actually created her himself and I've kind of played with her within the toxic universe. But every time we've told a story, she's gotten a little bit funnier and a little bit funnier. So it's a little bit of give and take between Ludo and I finding their personalities together. Um, and that's the, the beauty of collaboration. I try to, I try to write this story as gray as opposed to black and white that um, Ludovic very early on said he didn't want to have a story about good guys versus bad guys. He wanted a much more morally gray story. So if you're going to put your lead characters in a morally gray area, I like to find where they do and do not have answers. And each character kind of is on a different wavelength of what answers they think they have and what answers they don't have, depending on how long they've been doing this. Lemon Lamorte has been doing this much longer. She's much more jaded. She's much more over humanity and demons. Like she's kind of left all of us. Uh, We've disappointed her enough on both sides. Whereas Mm -hmm. Tart is bright eyed and, attacking this like uh, somebody on the first year of the job um, and gloom somewhere in the middle where she's just kind of a little goofier. I get to bounce around and kill demons. And I like to do that. That's a good way to put it based on this comic. Cause uh, 
Oh, I'd love to spoil stuff, but I can't. Um, the, <laughs> maybe, maybe the last five minutes we can tell everybody who hasn't read it to go away, and then you can do whatever you want. No, I hate to do that to people. I, uh, I just can't do that. But anyway, the, the, when people will better understand that comment when they read the comic. So okay. let's just say that. That's the way to do it. But there's just so many interesting and fun things, and we get to see a, a variety of female characters, not only the, those people, but there's like a, a blue character uh, i don't want to say much more about that but that she the, it, it tends to be a lot of these characters are female in this book which of course i i love i think that's a, that makes things very mysterious to me because i have no idea what these characters are going to do i don't i don't understand the female psyche hardly at all <laughs> but but well, i always i always compliment you seem to much better understand how the female way ways of thinking i have i have an excellent editor uh cassandra bell uh works with me on every script since i believe tart five she's been a part of if if not tart six or tart seven so she's been with us for a while she does a really good job of saying maybe you could tweak this or okay so you've fallen into a cliche that male authors often fall into and it's a cliche that your female readership is sick of. And then I can sit back and look at it. Oh, 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 wait, she is right. How can I get the story from A to C without that B that where I, I fell into the trap. So it's, it's great to have, you know, a, a, a woman actually involved in, in the creation as an editor. And I also kind of just try to write it in a way that my now 12 year old daughter can be proud of it when she's 20, as opposed to thinking it's cool. I let her read it now, but it's cool that her dad writes a comic book now, but at 20 and 22, I want her to be proud that her dad wrote it. And so there's a lot of like, okay, is this a real grounded character that doesn't know all the answers, but is trying? And I certainly miss and will miss often, you know, I, but I will do that with male characters too, because as a writer, all you can do is try your best and it some things you miss on. And Ludo also has a very wonderful eye about does something feel real and organic or does it feel like I've pushed something? And, and both Cassie and Ludo do a really good job of saying these nine things are working. These two things are not. And then I can go back and fix it based on their input. Super cool. Well, you make a great book. It's called Tart, and this issue is called Tart Soul Searchers Number One. Came out a week ago. If you can't find it at your local store, then be sure to go to uh, scoutcomics.com. You can order them there, and uh, I'm sure there's other places too to, to be able to get these good things. But uh, I, it's such a great book, uh, especially for people who enjoy strong female characters. It's going to be great fun. So, uh, speaking of which, if people want to follow you and, and keep up with what you're doing, how do they follow you on so on uh, social media? I'm most active on Twitter. It's at Kevin Joseph CMX, um, but I also have a an Instagram account of the same same tag at Kevin Joseph CMX or Facebook. It's Facebook.com/slash Tart Official is the Tart page. Any any of those work, but uh, I'm more active on Twitter. Okay, and uh, as far as other projects going on, are there other things that you're working on that we should be aware of? You know what? Right now, it's it's all tart all the time. We're just trying to to get back in the groove of production and and make sure that we can deliver issues to Scout in a way that that they can build on it. So, hmm, so, uh, 
how much tart do you think there is in our future? We, I, if, if, if it were coming out in single issues, it's about a 25 to 27 issue outline and 12 have, uh, 12 of those issues will have been published by Scout by the end of the year. So we are coming up on halfway. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so there's lots more tart in our future then. Yes. Yes. Great, great. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be great fun. But uh, yeah, as as far as the, you know, moving this character forward and as far as having fun, I think this is one of those great books, especially if you enjoy, like I do, female leads. This is the place to go for a very strong female lead character. And uh, when again is your next one coming up? Um, it, it will be in previews this next month. So I think that is a July release. Uh but I'm, I'm only 75% sure on both of those things. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yes, yes. Yeah, pay attention to stuff like that. Well, Kevin, you and Ludwig do a wonderful job, and everybody does on, on this tart. It's such a great book. I'm glad that I've been kind of in with it uh, since the ground floor, and I've been able to enjoy this great storytelling. It's been since... lovely to kind of have you with us on it. I think we met at Supercon a good five, six years ago, so... Yep, I think so. And I really love it. But like I said, back then, that was like, I, I'd never seen such a thing before. I was interested in female leads, but never saw it. So I was, I, I just want to tell you, you've done a great job. And I see that the characters and your storytelling grow and continue to grow. So it's, I just want to congratulate you on doing a great job with that. I certainly appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on to talk about the book. 